Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Ashton Addison from the Crypto Coin Show. And today on Blockchain Interviews, we have Glenn Hoybrecht, co-founder of SellerDAO, a blockchain-powered wine and spirits investment community in DAO. Uh, Glenn, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me, Ashton. It's really nice to be here. You're very welcome. Excited to dive into uh, such a unique platform that I think would be really beneficial for the wine industry. And also, just I don't think that people really know what they're getting into and how much power and control they actually have versus the old centralized models. So I'm excited to dive into that. Um, I would love to start off our conversation together by hearing a little bit about your background in, in blockchain and the wine communities, and then we'll dive into what is SellerDAO. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I've been in the space, crypto and blockchain for a number of years now. I've had uh, a few of the ups and a few of the downs. Um, my last job was actually in a crypto company. So I worked for Singaporean-based company, Cape DeFi. Uh, and so we provided access to DeFi for both retail and institutional uh, customers. Um, the funny thing is actually I joined Cake uh, like right at the start of the bear market so everything started imploding terra luna uh, went down on day three on the job uh, so my <laughs> official role as coo changed very quickly from building the company to firefighting a little bit and making sure that we had a sound strategy to survive uh, so uh, drinking from the fire hose uh, as you can imagine so it was actually a fun year we did a lot of uh, building within the company kept growing the team and kept thinking that you know what we build now is going to be beneficial for uh, future uh, bull market. So yeah, we were very bullish on that. Um, but obviously, you know, things turned a bit negative uh, started this year. Cash flow was a bit more difficult. Um, and so I decided to part ways and uh, focus on my own project. Mm-hmm. So um, it was quite um, serendipitous that I met Mark, my co-founder, started this year. Mark comes from a winemaking family in Spain. Um, I myself, I grew up in Belgium, right next to the old world, uh, France. And so as a young boy, I would be regularly, uh, my, my parents and friends would take us on trips to France and we'd go to the Champagne region and mm-hmm. go to taste wine, learn about grapes. As a you know young boy or a teenager, you don't really appreciate that. Uh, but then later on, you know, you kind of value the, the exposure so that um, you've been there, you, you know what it looked like and you've seen it. Um, and so when Mark and I started talking, um, the combination of blockchain and wine made so much sense uh, because the wine industry is a very ancient history, mm-hmm. uh, ancient industry, uh, it has well-established supply chains, there's many different tiers and layers, and uh, it's just uh, a lot to take in uh, for any individual. Uh, you really need to invest time in understanding wine, um, and that's the same for the spirits market. You need to like you know spend some good um 
good time studying and learning and tasting. Uh, and so, you know, the concept that we had was, how can we make this easier? How can we make it easier for people to get um, into the wine and spirits industry? And how do they benefit from, you know, wine and spirits being an asset class that is actually performing very well? So that was the, the initial thesis that we had. Mm -hmm. Wow, very cool, Glenn. And you're right, there is so much to the wine industry once you uncork it. Uh, it and you don't really know, you know, as a teenager, as you're saying, you're, you're in France, you don't know that what it's the best in the world until, you know, you've traveled around and you're like, wow, I really was uh, at the heart of it, which is very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's so much to the, the wine part of it, of the, uh, the, the making of it, and then the, the authenticity of the wine, the, the length of time that it's in the cellar. I feel like the blockchain could benefit from all of that. I'm excited to hear exactly how that works as well and how the DAO works. Um, so for, for viewers that are just seeing like seller DAO, they're like, okay, it's probably to do with wine, it's to do with the DAO. Could you explain exactly what the seller DAO does? Yeah. So seller DAO is a wine and spirits investment community. Uh, so we're set up as a DAO, so that means we are a decentralized organization. Uh, so anybody who buys our token, which is our governance token called CASC, uh, they can vote on investment proposals and on anything related to the DAO. Um, and so the way it works is that um, the central team, we make investment proposals. Um, so we do the work. Uh, we look at where the investment opportunities are in the wine and spirits world. We go through our network. Uh, like I said, Mark has a very good uh, network thanks to his family background um, as a FMB family with uh, his uncle is, um, you know, currently has, I think, a top three or top two even, uh, the second best restaurant in the world. Let me promote it, Disfrutar in Barcelona. Everybody should go there. Uh, so really good network into the old world. Um, and so we decided that, okay, let's use this network and let's see what opportunities we can unearth through our connections um, and then get um allocations and get uh, get some investment going um so that's the concept people buy the token um we put up investment proposals people can vote and then as soon as we acquire the actual wine and spirits then obviously there's uh, an opportunity for us to make sure that the provenance of the product that we just bought is fully embedded in the blockchain so it's not just about making sure that the purchase document is in there so that you can see, you know, it comes from a reputable source, but it's also where is it stored? Um, is that a reputable uh, storage facility? Uh, how it's been shipped? Um, so, you know, records for any logistics company. Uh, we work with DHL uh, if, if we need to ship any bottles. And that, all that information is then linked to the NFT. Um, so it's, uh, it's uh, in that sense, a dynamic record of where a bottle of wine or a bottle of whiskey or any kind of investment bottle that we buy, where um, it's tracked. So that means, you know, in the, in the short term, I think this concept is um, understated, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, in a sense that 10 years from now, if you want to buy the bottles that we've just acquired, you know, now this year, last year, the year before, now they're relatively fresh and young, uh, but 10 years from now, you know, some of them will be lot, worth a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Then the provenance that we provide with the transparency of the whole life cycle, I think is gonna be very valuable. So uh, really focused on building some tokenization infrastructure uh, for the wine and spirits that we buy to kind of build yeah, a bit of a marketplace where the wine and spirits that we acquire, we can then tokenize them uh, into NFTs. And then those NFTs can be sold uh, immediately to new owners with all of the transparency embedded. So that's the, the whole play. That's very cool. And I love that the, the DAO aspect of it is really breaking down the barriers to 
uh, investing into this industry. You know, uh, I'm sure there's tons of people that would love to go buy a winery in France, but it's just out of, out of reach, you know, to, to have that much capital upfront. Uh, when you look at the tokenization method of it, you know, you can do micro investments or you can just start with something really small to get involved into the industry. So I, I think that's really cool. And, and about the blockchain side as well and the NFT side, I think people will really understand more you know, I'm investing in an NFT that is this aging bottle of wine or something similar versus what they sort of know an NFT as right now is some graphic of they, they understand that the, the wine will age and increase in value with time. And it's like you're holding it knowing more surely that something is going to increase in value versus the more speculative aspect of NFTs right now uh, with yep. graphics and other speculation. So I feel like it's very easy to understand for somebody mm. with this. And, you know, there's a lot of aspects you touched on in how the blockchain can help. Um, but I'm curious on what are the main issues from the financial side and, and from the supply chain side and all that, 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 you know, obviously the wine industry is uh, very old and I'm sure it's not flawless. You know, what are sort of the main things that tokenization and blockchain can solve in the industry right now? Oh, that's a great question. There's so many issues uh, on the producer side. So let's say that you are a wine producer. If you're the top, you know, top 20, top 50 wine producer in France, then you probably don't have any issues, right? Then there's no need for you to use our platform to prove that this is a legit wine and that, you know, you're, you're, you're the right maker and all of it. Um, but there's a lot of winemakers that may not have that privilege. Um, and so for them, you know, it's all about hard cash. Like I have to produce wine, I have to invest in these wines. They sit on the barrel for X months or even years, and I have to wait before I get paid. Um, and for those wine producers, it could be interesting to just get cash flow up front. So when, you know, a DAO like us collects money and then shows up and says, okay, we want to already buy an allocation from you even before uh, these uh, bottles are finished. So before the wine is actually on the bottle, um, for them, it's a cash flow thing. Um, mm -hmm. So that means that we can negotiate some discounts on that side to say, hey, here's cash up front. Let the wine sit there for another 18 months, 24 months, whatever it is. Um, and then when it's ready, we'll collect it from you and we'll bring it to our own storage facility. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's a real, um, it's it's a very basic business need that they have. They just need like operating cash flow. Um, and so that's one thing that we can solve mm -hmm. on this, on the the bigger macro picture for the market. Uh, if you think about provenance, I don't know if you saw the sour grapes documentary um, on Netflix, mm -hmm. recommended. Uh, basically, um, Singapore is very closely involved there because uh, the gentleman is uh, roaming around here. Uh, he's now out of prison, but basically his spiel was, um, I'm gonna take a very fancy, expensive bottle of wine and I'm going to recreate it. I'm going to really like mix up the right juices and give it the right flavor so that it comes very close to the original and then sell it as a fake. Um, and this was a very blatant scheme that he had ongoing. I think he sold, um, you know, I think more than $25 million worth of fake wine over a number of years. Um, and so for producers, that's a problem, right? Like all of a sudden, like the rich consumers don't trust your brand anymore because of what some, some joker outside is doing. Um, so how can you prove that this is a real bottle, that this has been stored properly, that this has been handled properly? I think that element for investment level wines and spirits is going to be so key in the future. Uh, and that's not just, you know, the, the top, top high-end wines because winemakers move around um, and sometimes they work for larger players and then they set up their own shop. And so if they can prove that this was made from my hand, on my soil, my terroir, and with my 
um, winemaking skills, and this is the life cycle of that bottle, I think that's just, I mean, I think that concept is, is magnificent. Um, the wine industry itself is not without flaws. You know, uh, some winemakers themselves um, sometimes have to supplement a little bit because they don't have enough juice on their own plot to make the, the the wine levels that they want. So there is, you know, maybe sometimes a little bit of uh, blurring the lines. Um, but ultimately, we have to trust, I think, the bigger producers, the, the producers that mean well. Um, and they have to get, I think, an opportunity to showcase that um, all of this is transparent and it happens. So I think that's on the industry and the producer side. On the retail side, um, if you think about you and I, if we would go to a store or a restaurant and buy a good wine, let's say, um, and so you're based in Mexico, uh, I'm based in Singapore, prices are very different. Uh, but every bottle of wine goes through four or five different stages before it lands on your table or in your um, in your home cellar. Uh, there's obviously the producer. Then if you're in Bordeaux, there's the négociant. That's the first level distributor. They buy an allocation before the wine is finished. So they sell wine futures. So it's exactly the concept that we have, except it's not on the blockchain. Uh, so they'll say, this wine is ready next year. You can already buy it from me. This is the price. And so that concept is embedded there. They will then ship it to maybe a regional distributor or uh, an exporter in their markets. The exporter ships it to another country. Importer gets it. Local distributor gets it. And then, you know, the FMB gets it. Everybody adds a nice little margin for themselves because that's how it works. 20, 30, 40, 50%, depending on where you are in the supply chain. And you as an end consumer, you know, if you buy a bottle in a restaurant, you end up paying 5x of what the actual cost was uh, at the producer. So if we can go closer to the source as a DAO um, and get those allocations, whether it's directly from the producers or from that first level distributor that we trust and that we know is a legit name, then we can offer those same bottles um, to retail customers at a very favorable price because we don't need the whole logistics. We just want to buy the bottle and put it in our storage. Uh, and if members of the DAO then want to buy some of those bottles, we can actually offer them for sale through the NFT model. You just buy the NFT and now that bottle is yours. It's in the storage and you have you know X amount of storage time embedded in your NFT, let's say two years. After two years, it's your call. You want to have it shipped home, have it shipped home. You want to move it to your storage facility, you move it to yours. And you get a better deal, get a better price for the same products that you would probably buy for a lot more expensive uh, pricing if you go through traditional channels. Um, you have to work really hard to get to the levels where we can get to because you have to do group buy things. You know, you can rally up your friends and say, uh, we're going to buy a big allocation. We'll pool all of our money and show up with a larger check because that's kind of what we're doing pooling all the money, showing up with larger chunks of uh, investment money. Um, you can do that yourself, but it's just harder. Uh, and there are platforms that are proxies uh, from a retail perspective. So you can put $5,000, $10,000. Usually these platforms have minimums that you have to invest. You can put your money there, but then you have no say over what they buy, how long they hold it, when they sell it, and you have to wait. So it's a very passive way of you know getting into the wine market. So we thought that was a bit boring. Uh, and so we, we also wanted more community participation. Um, mm -hmm. We incentivize the community to bring us deals, uh, bring us new investors. So anybody who brings us a deal, let's say somebody invests in the DAO and they have you know, connections with 
family or they're part of a family, they bring us an investment deal, uh, they get 10% of the value mm -hmm. in tokens. Uh, so we pay them in cash tokens. And the same for new investors. So if you invest in DAO, you're a token holder, you bring us a, a friend who also wants to invest, you also get a 10% reward mm -hmm. in cash tokens. Um, so the whole DAO model kind of allows us to, you know, flex a bit on both sides uh, to give retail um, an incentive to buy from us, but also at the same time to uh, bring new people into the community. Um, and at the same time, uh, on the producer side, distributor side, we just offer better deals. Um, mm -hmm. We can offer them 10, 20, 30 percent more because we don't have to deal with that whole supply chain uh, in the middle. And so mm -hmm. for them, it's a cash flow decision. So um, they don't necessarily want to listen to the whole blockchain story, mm -hmm. uh, but they want to listen to the provenance and cash uh, story. So that's yeah. that's uh, important for them. Like we can prove that this is yours and you will get some cash on top of it uh, that you normally wouldn't have. So that's kind of the, the play on both sides. Yeah, that's very cool, Glenn. And I'm glad that you mentioned that at the end, that sometimes people don't want to hear about the blockchain story and it's a little daunting to hear, okay, seller DAO. I don't really know what a DAO is. I know a lot about wine and I've been in the industry for 30 years as a casual drinker. Maybe I don't own a winery, but I've never owned Bitcoin. I, I don't really understand how blockchain works. You know, I know how to use my computer, um, but for, for those people that are entering the industry, uh, they're, they're in wine and they're like, Hey, I want to experiment with seller DAO. How easy are you making it? to not have to understand uh, the intricacies of the DAO or the interconnections of blockchains and all this backend stuff. Are, are you making it pretty easy? We're trying to, yeah. Um, so right now, the way the DAO is set up, obviously you have to buy the token. Um, so you have to find a way to buy the token. We can help you with that. So we can handle you uh, through that process, get a wallet, get some uh, crypto. But um, we're also in the process of building our own marketplace. Uh, and here we will sell the NFTs that I mentioned. Um, and there we can also make it very easy for people because uh, we're embedding a payment gateway that has both crypto and fiat. So if all you have is a credit card, you can go there and buy an NFT, which represents a, a number of tokens uh, in uh, the DAO. And you don't have to realize that you have a wallet. We'll create one for you in the back end. So it's an invisible wallet. We'll mint an NFT on the blockchain. You don't realize what you know what's happening in the back end. You don't need to know about any blockchains. You don't know about gas fees. You don't know about how the minting process works. So all of that is our smart contract that um, underpins everything. Um, so we're trying to strip away that whole Web3 layer for the Web2 um, audience who wants to get in because uh, that's we have to be realistic right like mm -hmm. people who want to invest in wine probably 40 plus 50 plus my mm -hmm. age so i can say that um so people who have you know some money to spend but also may not necessarily be on the web three train at this mm -hmm. point in time yeah. um they may be comfortable having some kind of wallet in the future but what they know is e-commerce um, and so we're trying to make it simple and, and give them a UI that's just e-commerce, right? You log in with your email and password, and then you buy um, a certain amount of tokens uh, represented by an NFT, and then you invest in DAO. So uh, that's definitely the next iteration. Right now, it's just, okay, on the landing page, you can connect your own wallet and buy the tokens. Uh, but we also handhold some of the friends, families, fools uh, who have invested uh, at this point in time um, and hold them through the process. And if they are not comfortable holding the tokens, then, you know, we can hold them on our custody platform for them. That's not a problem. Um, it's just a way of, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to make it easy uh, for them to get in. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great to know. And there are so many different paths that can be taken in where to invest. <laughs> I'm curious if so far the, the members of SellerDAO or the core members 
have started making any specific decisions on is it uh, specific bottles or specific winery area or you know what are sort of things happening right now or in the very near future mm. so right now it's just early stage we just launched last month uh, so the first checks are in the door uh, and so we are preparing now okay where are we going to invest those uh, but there's a number of really good platforms that track wine pricing um, over decades at this point in time that we are plugged into um, and so those platforms gives a very good indication of where the upside is um, but the main thing for us is to start with the connections that we have. Um, so who are we connected to? Who can we call? Who can open doors for us? Um, that's the easiest way to get started. Um, and we have some some really good affiliations. So we have a sake sommelier on the team. Um, he's very well connected into Japan uh, on the sake scene. He is in business also with um, uh, somebody else who's very well connected into the whiskey space in Japan. Um, so that's a prime area for us because we think that's a really good uh, investment area. Um, and so we learn from them. Uh, we basically say, okay, this is the budget that we have. Where would you recommend us to look? Um, and then can you help us open the door? Because half the battle is knowing where to look, but the other half of the battle is getting an allocation or getting some kind of um, access to where the opportunity is. Um, so we're, we're doing both at the same time. So yeah, that's where we are. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I know it's there. Sometimes there's a difference between, well, this is the my favorite kind of wine that I like to drink. And this is yeah. where the industry is going. And, you know, this part of the industry could be hundred times bigger in the future. And, and speaking of, you know, global market opportunities, uh, yeah. do you, do you have any estimation on how fast or how big this part of the industry is going to be growing? So tokenization as a whole is crazy because all of the big banks are now throwing their weight behind it. So we want to bring all of their finance products on chain. Um, so that's happening at a, at a breakneck speed. Um, and then we see all of that trickle down effect. So now that tokenization infrastructure is more readily available. Uh, there are more and more marketplaces popping up that also focus on our assets, um, not necessarily wine, but collectibles. Um, mm -hmm. So trading cards, cars, luxury goods and wine, which is good for us because then, you know, the ecosystem as a whole can evolve. Um, Courtyard, for example, is doing some great uh, things with their um, trading card packs and they're creating some good buzz on social media. Um, and so what they do is uh, they have a platform where you can send, you can, if you have, if you own trading cards, you can send it to their validator um and they will look at your card and say yes this is a good card it's in good condition this is what it's worth and then you can list it on their platform um, and so ideally for us that's kind of the future play if we think about where the dow can evolve into um, if we can invest in wine and spirits and then create some upside there but at the same time if we can evolve into you know platform where other owners can also put their wines and spirits onto the blockchain via mm -hmm. us through some method of validation. I think that's where the real market opportunity is. Um, this space is, is growing so fast. Um, it's, it's hard to give you numbers. You can see all of these massive estimates from Boston Consulting Group, from uh, all the consulting companies that claim that RWA on chain, RWA tokenization is going to be trillions of dollars by 2030. Most of that obviously are the financial products. Um, but for, uh, you know, the wine industry specifically, we are looking at a couple of hundred million dollars that will be on chain already by 2030. And that's a win uh, for traditionally, I think a very, um, maybe let's, let's call it innovation low uh industry um so it's it's been very traditional the way that it's been run and operated um but getting a bit more transparency into that supply chain is going to be a game changer so a couple of hundred million dollars by 2030 is our target uh, to, to get on chain for the wine industry 
Mm, that's very cool, Glenn. And I, I think once they understand the the cash flow, at least those that are already in the industry, you know, hey, if I can tokenize this and and I don't have to have uh, barrels that are sitting there for a year without anybody being able to buy it, uh, they are going to learn quickly that this is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, if, you, if you think about the the whole industry there's so much inventory and wine is pretty sitting everywhere um luckily for us it's a finite inventory so the investment level bottles every year they, they get less because somebody drinks one somebody breaks one and so ultimately it's a supply and demand equation uh the price that we buy at today will it's obviously going to go up because the supply will be less that particular bottle that particular vintage um so it is a you know, it is a perishable asset, right? So at some point mm -hmm. it will go to zero, mm -hmm. uh, which means that our price is going to get really high. So that's exciting from just a buy and hold perspective. Uh, but then also I think the fun starts when you can really look at all the inventory that is in the system. So if you have a really big restaurant or if you have a wine club, uh, there's a number of members clubs here in Singapore, um, they have a big wine list. Um, and so they need to basically store a ton of bottles, mm -hmm. you know, Right where you can see them, uh, nice, uh, beautiful walk-in, and here's you know the the visible collection that we have. Um, but you know you talk about a couple million dollars that sit there mm -hmm. and that are not moving. Uh, that's literally not moving until somebody buys them off the wine list. And what are the odds of that one bottle being bought? You know, and so if we can create an infrastructure where a wine club can say, okay, now promotion of the month, this particular bottle um, gets tokenized. Uh, we trust them, so we trust that they're you know, reputable name, but they can already pre-sell that bottle before uh, somebody actually buys it. Mm. Maybe in shards, um, that $10,000 bottle, 10 members can buy it or 10 uh, investors can buy it for $9,000. You get $9,000 right up front, you, your cash is covered. And then once the bottle sells for $10,000, those uh, people who bought the shards, they have an upside. Mm. Uh, and so it allows you to kind of move some of that inventory. So if you think about the whole industry, how much wine and spirit is stored and stocked in different places. I think that's where the real opportunity is. So uh, first, we're trying to make some money for our, um, for our token holders. And, and obviously, you know, it is meant to be um, an asset backed token. So we invest in the wine and spirits and the value represented needs to represent uh, the number of tokens that are, that are out there. But at the same time, you know, there could be some opportunities to really build this into a business um, for the DAO as well. Yeah, great explanation. And I agree that the real world assets part of the industry is, is just starting, you know, obviously there's a big focus on the financial instruments, but that's already moving into tokenizing everything, including wine. So uh, I'm excited to see it grow in that part of the industry. And, and you mentioned there about uh, the tokens and, you know, getting involved in the DAO. It's sort of just starting right now for those that are really interested in this. What is the next steps that they can take to get involved, get the tokens and look at the potential investments or how else they can help SellerDAO. Yeah, so just go to sellerdao.io uh, to read the white paper. Uh, so link is at the bottom of the site um, and the tokens are for sale on the site. So you just connect your wallet and, and buy them right there. Uh, we're on Polygon, uh, so you will need some Matic in the wallet. Um, and if that's an, a problem or if you're looking at a really big check, uh, then you can always contact us. There's a, there's a link on the buying page to get in touch. Um, you know, it, it is a community effort, right? So we have a Telegram group, we have um, several social media channels, um, and we're trying to really create a dialogue, uh, but it's still relatively small right now. So we'd encourage everybody just, you know, speak up, 
let us know that you're here and engage with us. We're happy to jump on calls. Like it's, you know, it's very much like looking for the first 150, 200 members who really want to be like an active part of this community, carry the message and help us find opportunities and like, you know, really become a part of it. I think once we get to, so the whole fund is $10 million, um, the the DAO uh, issued tokens. And so I think once we get to maybe the second half of that, once we have the more, more than $5 million in assets, then the opportunity will be less, I think. So the first 100, 200 people can really help us find those opportunities and bring in um, you know, the next wave of, um, of investors. And so they benefit themselves. We benefit, they benefit. Um, and when there's profits in the DAO, they get redistributed to the token holders. Um, so, I mean, the point of this is we really want to make people some money also. So it's not just, um, not just uh, um, yeah, a promise. For sure. You enjoy your wine and you're making money too. <laughs> uh, that's the idea. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. And I mean, the whole point of the, the DAO is that we do this in a community fashion, so we learn about it. Um, so uh, on the Discord, we have uh, different channels where people can you know, share wine reviews where they can talk about what their preferences are, what I've seen. Um, maybe we, I mean, we're testing out a local version of the DAO basically now in the Spain region. That's where my co-founder is from. Um, there's a lot of like smaller, um, smaller winemakers in that region, more artisanal products. Um, and so we're trying to see like, can we create a community there mm -hmm. that does, you know, the same thing that we're doing, but maybe not the investment level wine, um, but you know, the really good local products to help local producers get some cash flow in and maybe the local community it's the same thing like they, they may not want to buy you know wine every week but through the money that they invest we can then help these businesses um push mm -hmm. forward a little bit mm -hmm. um you know the jamon makers the queso the the honey the all, all of the local products that could um, really help a market so there's yeah we're trying to see what the best community model is but uh, that's, that's the whole idea very cool, Glenn. Well, thank you so much for your insights into the wine industry and also pushing it forward with innovation. I feel like there's a lot of innovation to be had in, in, in wine and spirits. So I'm glad that uh, someone is bringing a community together to do it. Uh, I can leave the links to SellerDAO, the platform and the socials and the community as well, all in the show notes below. Uh, all the best with you know, innovating this industry and bringing together wine and spirits and Web3 uh, I feel like it's something that is on the cusp of exploding in the very near future here. So all the best to you and the team at SellerDAO. And let's definitely follow up in the near future. Thank you, Ashton. Really enjoyed this. Thanks for the opportunity.